Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers right here on the Trending Topics Network. Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, but if it's Chandler Biggins, we will take a moment of silence and pray for your well-being right now, which we will talk about that here shortly. But this is Wrestling Cheers, like I said, on the brand new Trending Topics Network. Check out all the great shows that we have, but a little contact info if you want to get a hold of us, at Wrestling Cheers on Twitter, and also emailing wrestlingcheers at gmail.com nothing nothing much to say we need to get into this we got a lot to cover we didn't necessarily get a reaction episode of, oh i am your host i am heavy set by the way we didn't necessarily get in all the post-show stuff we wanted to do for gno it was kind of busy a little bit of hectic so we, we skipped over it meant to do it last week and then next thing you know we have gauntlet for the gold coming up this uh, tomorrow so we have that to talk about. So we're going to combine everything. And I'm being joined by everybody's favorite fan in AIW. We have none other than Caden Ranky. Hello. We got we got a lot to go over. And I think first and foremost, the first thing we need we need to talk about, just briefly, not necessarily to delve into it, but uh, our, I could probably speak for you a little bit that our thoughts and prayers are going out to Chandler Biggins' family right now. For those who don't know, which I think it's, it's, it's all over social media, that he was rushed to the hospital this week and has had, I believe, three surgeries to this point. And he's still in the ICU. Please don't notify, like, call the hospital asking for him. Please don't. <laughs> uh, AIW will keep us all well informed and up to date on anything that we need to know. So far, signs, everything sounds like it's looking good, but there's still a lot more to go. And yeah, anything you want to add to that, Caden? Uh, just hope he's hope he gets better soon. That's all I can say. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's so cool, and I, I hate saying that, but it, all the support that have come from wrestlers uh, about this whole thing, like getting tweets from, there's some bits like it's obvious, like local guys like Gargano and EC3, but uh, Steen, uh, Owens, uh, Kuma, a bunch of others that I, I um, remember. I, I remember Allie. Allie and she hasn't been in AIW for a a long time. That was one I think that really blew me away. And a lot of other regulars, but still just a lot of people in the wrestling world far and wide giving their thoughts and prayers to Chandler Biggins right now. So we're all for you. I I don't care how many, how much Biggins bucks it takes. Let's, let's hope you get better. And on to a much much lighter note let's let's talk about gno 19 first thing we got to talk about is the attendance obviously we don't have the official figures but as someone who's been going to gnos for years now it's it felt like a regular aiw show not necessarily the the as big crowds as they've been getting lately but we've been getting almost turner hall type crowds for this event and the the card was i felt like it was stacked from top to bottom yeah it was really good like show wise it was awesome but the crowd helped the show it was that much better if that makes any sense yeah and then of course after we did the last episode a bunch of changes happened um rebel versus Britt baker happened with a special guest referee gail kim because gail kim was not cleared to wrestle and we also had uh, it was announced that holly dead uh went against uh tasha steels as we predicted there was going to be some changes or last minute announcements mm-hmm. 
And oh, there there was the uh, let's avoid ev- all problems with people at the border. And Veda Scott versus Penelope Ford turned into a triple threat, adding Alexia Nicole. That was also a thing, and we do not know exactly what happened to Vanity. Yeah, the, <laughs> she is uh, um, missing. Even though a, a particular referee said that, I didn't she? He say she was there. Indeed, I think he mistaken her for somebody else yeah that's not good <laughs> i think one of the one of the biggest moments of the night was angel dust versus shotzi blackheart for the rise of uh, phoenix of the rise or phoenix of rise excuse me title match we thought that it was going to be angel dust winning but we actually had a title change and i think that yeah. was huge because everyone was like what what oh my god like that's fucking awesome yeah, it was amazing, because usually, if another promotion's belt's being defended at an- another promotion, it doesn't change hands. It's like, oh yeah, it's a given automatic retain. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's, it's almost like a house show. Yeah. Like, you're you not... Know, you're, well, like, title changes happens at house shows every great once in a while. Yeah. So, I mean, we weren't expecting it, and I think that was one of the biggest shockers of the night. Uh, what other uh, matches, like, really stuck out to you? Oh, Kira Hogan, and my mind is going blank. Hold on. Karen Q. Thank you. Yeah, that match was really fun. Because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen much of either of them, but I knew of them. That match was really good. And wasn't with that one, they were both playing the face. Yeah, it was a double face match, basically. Yeah. It was a, it was a nice introduction. I mean, I would I'd like to see both of them back. Uh, Shotzi, I did I did speak with her after the show and said like you know I'd love to see her back and she I know she wants to come back. Holly Dead was another great one that I loved, but I liked her because the the theme that she used is from a a band that I liked called Typo Negative. So when like that hit, I was like, all right, like you just got on my good side. And she actually thanked us for tweeting about the show, and I, that's what I thought was cool, too. Yeah, that was something else that was pretty cool, because I didn't really have a chance to talk with her at all during the show, but I saw the tweet afterwards. I'm like, oh, that's cool, because we do live results just because not everyone's going to come to the show. Mm-hmm. So there, it's like... There's always somebody who, at some point, thanks thanks us for, for the, the tweets because they couldn't make it. or And I always have fun when people are going, like, even people that we know, they're like, oh, what's going on at the show? And I'm like... I just give them the link to the Twitter. I'm like, that's why we're doing it. Go to the Twitter. Like, it's going to be there. And even the, you can go to Facebook, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers. That's, it's there too. It's, it's just the, the tweets coming over, but it's it's still the same thing. It counts. Yeah. Um, uh, I enjoyed Faye Jackson. I think, I mean, I think she brought a lot of her family out. It seemed like it, but they were having a ball and uh, that I think helped with the crowd too. Like everything with her match was also adding in everything with no strings attached fucking hilarious they are amazing mm-hmm. that entire group is awesome my my favorite moment of the night though happened with Shayna baszler versus uh allison k and our friend michael who's actually sitting i think right between both of us uh Shayna's t- uh, talking to him and it was a whole about the whole Shayna sexual thing and i think he was like what's that and i got like the perfect live photo where as it's happening, Allison K just comes in with a boot, and that has become my favorite gif ever. It's amazing. Because you could use that with so many things, and I even tweeted it from my personal account to her. And Because uh, like when everything that happened with Paige, which we won't get into, because if you're wrestling, nope. and you know what happened. But yeah. 
her like responses about it, like she's been kind of like going at fans who like like kind of respond back to her. And like I think I put like Sienna replying to tweets like because she's just like attacking people. And I I have so much, so much love for her for that one, but that was such a great moment. It was actually pin- I had it pinned on the Twitter for a while, but we actually I did was I was talking to Greg after the show and I was telling him about the whole ch- name change and everything, and he was just like he asked about like what's wrestling cheers, and I'm like that's the Ohio Indy Report. I changed the name, so I'm like I have to like take a tweet that I said that this is the name change, and I have to pin it for a while so people know. Hey, um, same account, just different name, and it's still us. Yeah. So, and I think which I gotta publicly commend you. We've both. I think we made a great team for tweeting, and also the fact that you went to see two other shows after GNO, uh, and between GNO and now, and you t- live tweeted that stuff. I haven't heard much back about it, but I do. I like the fact that we are we're tweeting more shows, and with as many shows as you go to, it's just it's just perfect. I'd love to get out to PCW sometimes, but it just never seems to add up. Uh, you also went to US UXW UXWA, yeah. And then I, you'll you'll probably go to Mega Two, and that's yep. a place. So it's like check us out. Where he at least he's going to be there. So we got we got we got more results coming, not just AIW because I know that's something that I think I was kind of ridiculed for for only going to AIW. But and Prime when they were around. yeah, I used to do Prime a lot, and there was times where it'd be like Prime one week, AIW the next, two weeks later another Prime, and I was just like, oh. Like that was that killed me at that time, and now I'm like to try to add in more shows. Like, granted, I, I know personally I'm gonna get a lot of shows in at WrestleMania. I'm actually kind of relieved I don't have to tweet about any of them. Like I could, because technically now it's not branded with the Ohio moniker. But yeah, there's gonna be a lot of shows. And you know what? Get your live results elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think PW Ponderings is gonna be taking our results for those shows, so we're good. Um, what other thoughts do you have for GNO? I know I want to say that it is one of my favorite GNOs in a in a while. I think it's the best GNO they've put on since the iPay-per-view. This was definitely one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the fact that they've been bringing in a lot of new talent for like the early GNO in the year. How mm-hmm. uh, last year it was basically like, hey, here's a bunch of new talent we've never booked. Then the second one's like, hey, here's all the regular names that we usually book. Well, I think that they mentioned that on The Card is Going to Change, or how, like, you look at early bookings of GNO. And I know even, like, the first one that I went to, you know, they, they gave newcomers, like, Miss Heidi and Crazy Mary Dobson a chance, and now they're in WWE. Back around that time, I think it was before and a little bit after, you know, they booked Cherry Bomb. She's now in impact wrestling and uh adding into jade slash mia yim aka 47 slash sienna marty bell when she was because i don't know if i forget if i mentioned it on the last episode or i know i mentioned it before we were talking but it seems like she's moved to kansas city out of nowhere and she's with uh mwl no and nwl nwl yeah yeah. so there's all this talent that has come through gno and they've become something so okay let's i mean granted you have like on this card you have your veda scotts gail kim's lou fisto's solo who's been becoming a bigger name the past couple years and uh sienna but then you're adding in penelope ford who's starting to make a name for herself Britt baker i feel like she's in a middle ground where i'm not looking at her like she's a newcomer but i'm not looking at her like she's a vet so she's, she's like right at that middle point. Yes. 
um, Sonya Strong, MJ Jenkins, Shotzi Blackheart. I mean, just so many people were so many women that are going to be on the rise. No pun intended. So when a couple years comes down the line, maybe, you know, maybe Brits in WWE or Ring of Honor, maybe uh, Penelope Ford's an impact. They're still around and so forth and so on. Like, I, I do like it. And I feel like with women's wrestling more than anything, because it's a, such a smaller pond of talent that it's like a bigger, I want to say a bigger revolving door where like if you just stay stagnant on women's wrestling for a year, the next year you're going to be like, where did all these women come from that I haven't been paying attention to? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Because, well, you'd call it kind of, kind of like a smaller thing. Yeah. It well, is, but it isn't. There's so much like... Well, I, comp- I compare women's wrestling and men's wrestling to like if they're their own separate ponds or like talent pool, basically. And I feel like with men, I mean, it's not anything against women, but like, it's just, there's so many more men out there, mainly because professional wrestling is a male driven attraction where men love it. So more men are watching it and want to become wrestlers. They're still the women, but it's a lot less. And I feel like those women, they still work their ass off a lot, but the fact that, that there's not as many women as there is men, they're fighting for those spots a little bit harder. And before you know it, like some of those women do get picked up. And they, they're given times to shine. And that when that's happening, it makes that n- next crop that comes up uh, even bigger. Just like the, you mentioned, getting, look at how many people from AIW have gotten signed in the last couple of years. Shit, like, within the past year. Yeah, so <laughs> even in the last year. God, it's ridiculous. Thompson, Heidi, my mind's going blank now that I say that. A former member of the roster, Kimberly. Yeah, Kim. Uh, if we want to go back a bit, you have Athena, now Ember Moon. Absolutely killing it. She's uh, stunning it right now. <laughs> All right, uh, well, I forget. Like, how how would you how would you rate this and and your thoughts on other thoughts on it? This definitely was one of my favorite GNO. It's probably the best one they've done at Mount Carmel so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you said the like best one since the high pay per view, which I was unfortunately not at. Um, I'd say best one since the last set of tapings they did at the Turners. I think I remember that one, but I'm not sure. Was it that... was um, okay, was... the hardcore match with Allison and Athena, and the main event was Veda and Athena. Okay, okay. I do remember that one. Veda did not win. Correct. I thought she was. She won it later. A couple months later. Yeah. Yeah. I think the double tapings, I, I felt like they were good, but the crowds were still small, and it was such a rushing of seeing these women book like one match one and then the next one next event like they might not even tell you all the matches for the second event because you're not they want to keep stuff from the first event see like the results private so yeah i did enjoy the double tapings but i kind of understand yeah. why they don't do them anymore i'll say at least like if this was i couldn't imagine what this would be like if it was a double taping but i feel like this show was okay you could even say it's one of the the best single gnos in a while yeah, I will agree with that one. Where it's just one taping and all that. So please go out and buy. I'm gonna. I I was planning on buying this on DVD tomorrow. I don't think that's gonna be a possibility. Because I think that was a, a thing that Biggins did. So I'll hold off till it is available. But uh, not to mention the fact that uh, Britt Baker too sweeted me. <laughs> and she she had mentioned she was like you got to tweet about that and and tag Adam in it because he'll get a he'll get a complete kick out of it and I did and he actually wrote back well done so I thought that was kind of funny 
Now, with that all done, let's talk about one of the top events of the calendar year, AIW's Gauntlet for the Gold 12. Uh, well, technically, well, by the time this releases today, March 24th, 2017, a 7.30 bell time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. I would say get tickets at shop AI Wrestling or shop.aiwrestling.com, but I'm pretty sure those will be gone by now. Seats will definitely be available at the door. They want 500 people in there. So Chandler Biggins knows that it was a great night for AIW. And because that's going to be one of the first things on his mind when he wakes up. So please come. Please come. It's yeah, a, please. <laughs> it's, it's always a fun show, too. It's a Royal Rumble themed event. How could you not love that? And uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to have Gauntlet for the Cache. Like always. And uh, are you partaking this year? I always do. I haven't since I won, so. I always participate and I always lose. <laughs> Every year. You're, you're no worse than fellow AIW fan Kevin Watson. And I remind him of this every year. The year that we played, and I think it was my first gauntlet, and he got <laughs> Super Oprah. I think that was the year that Allison K came out at number 30. I'm pretty mm. sure that was it. Unless, because that might have been the year... The year that Allison K came out at 30 was the year that I won. Yep. The year that I was thinking, which I thought it was the year before when Super Oprah came out. And he and Watson have the number. We'll ask him today, tomorrow, however you want to look at it. That I'm pretty sure it was 2011. 2012. Or 12. I, 2012. I, I was 2012. There yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm or, the, no, I'm, no, no, no. I won in 13. 2013. Yeah, I won, I, 20, yeah, I won in 2013. I had mixed up my dates because I started going to AIW in 2011. But my first gauntlet was 2012. And actually, the, the, that gauntlet was the first event of AIW's in Turner's Hall, like returning to, to Turner's Hall. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember that one. The first year, I know I got the Chad. That sucked. And then second year, pulling Colin Delaney as my number, thinking, well, not pulling pull number one first. So I'm just like, oh, God, I got number one. This is, who's going to win number one? I mean, oh, God. Then they had the match. If you, lo- if you got pinned or submitted, you were going to get number one. No, what it had to be a different year because did did AK beat Delaney for Gauntlet for the Gold 2013? Because remember, it was whoever won got number thirty, and whoever pinned, submitted, or whatever got number one. No, that's that thirty thing kind of died. It was just whoever got pinned. No, it was six way scramble. Yeah, it was a scramble. A winner got a title shot later in the night. Oh, okay, okay. I'll take your word for it. I have the card pulled up right now, so that's why I know that. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying I have the DVD. I do know that because I bought it because the fact that I won. And I know I marked the fuck out because <laughs> I was I was unemployed at the time and I needed that money. And the funny thing is like my birthday was like a couple days later. I think it was on Sunday and I forgot to renew my plates yet. So I'm at home on Saturday talking to my at the time girlfriend now ex- and I'm, I'm like, how cool it was to win this money. And then it clicked. I'm like, I got to give this now to the state of Ohio. Damn it. Ah, there goes that money. Yeah. So the money was put to uh, great use. But anyway, gauntlet for the gold 12. We have eight matches announced. That's counting the gauntlet. And let's start with, let's start with the match that I crowned the, the match that I always wanted and didn't know it. Swoggle versus Eddie fucking Kingston. This is going to be amazing. Do do we see Britt Baker in this match? 
I I hope so, honestly. I want to see that feud continue for a bit. She was on Kick Out at Two podcast, and she kind of mentioned, like, kind of alluded that, like, it's not over yet. Oh. Mm-hmm. So maybe we will see her interfere? I don't know, interfere, but maybe come out, distract them, just be ringside, something. But be on commentary? Would that count? If she comes off commentary, I think that would count, definitely. I I just, I don't, I don't know how to explain this, because I think with seeing Hornswoggle or Swoggle through the years, like, you kind of feel like he got the, the midget, because we can say that with him, midget thing down and all that kind of shit, but they keep throwing him in matches like, oh, this is interesting, versus Tracy Smothers, versus Britt Baker, versus Eddie Kingston. It's just like, huh, okay, that sounds pretty good. And this is the by far the best one. Yeah, this is my favorite one. Because I don't know if Eddie is going to murder him, or Swoggle's going to squeak it, squeak one out. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like either Swoggle's going to die or he's going to end up getting a roll-up win. <laughs> and, of course, like with the last match with Swoggle versus Britt Baker, we thought it was going to be a one-on-one match. But, no, it turned out to be it turning into a six-man tag match, or as I joked, four-and-a-half men and one woman match. So, uh, Does Face Monkey count as... Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's right. It was, uh, was it three and a half or four and a half? Four and a half men, a woman, three and a half men, a woman, and a monkey. There we go. I thought there was a Brian Carson joke in there, too. I'm not going there. I don't have to go there. <laughs> I think when, when, I think when I tweeted about it, I there wasn't a Brian Carson joke in there. It was just set up how, how it was, like like a joke, almost literally like a joke. You just add what this blank, 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 walk into a bar and. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> and moving on. Um, which way do I want to? Let's, let's talk about your favorite match of the night. You are looking forward to who Alex Daniels putting up his intense title match against your new favorite wrestler since Johnny Gargano is in NXT. None other than the man known as Sean Schultz. No, <laughs> Alex better not lose. No, none of that. You call it. You call out my issues with Brian Carson. I'll call out your issues with Sean Schultz. Fair enough. The only thing that would make this better if we had a run in from Cloudy and uh, Brett Brett Banks was his name. You don't even remember his name. <laughs> it's been a while. Something. And he he has a name close to like so other many other wrestlers where it's like I'm starting to lose it. Calling him out for a generic name. Ooh, yeah. Did I get the name right? Brent Banks. Brent Banks, yeah. Okay. So they and they interfere to help Sean Schultz win the intense title match. Greatest moment in AIW history. <sighs> None of that. And hey, this this might have well no, I think he just said the gauntlet, but I was th- uh, thinking if tonight was booked by Worldwide, that could happen. It really could. <laughs> And I wouldn't be surprised. But in all actuality, this is, this is a conversation that we were talking about right after this match was announced. And we kind of brought it up before recording. What if Alex Daniels breaks Davey Vega's record as the intense champion? Oh, uh, that would, like, it depends on how long it ended up going, too. That'd be the thing. Would he go a month longer? Would he go six months longer? I wouldn't mind seeing it, though. I wouldn't complain if he would end up breaking Vega's record, because I love Daniels as intense champ. See, he won it... April of last year. He won it... Has it been since April? Yep. Oh, then we're not too far away from the record, then. How far away? Vega had the title for at least a year. 
I think, I think he went a couple months over. He had it July. Vega had it July up until July 2014, up until September 2015, I believe. So at Absolution, Alex Daniels versus Davey Vega. I would be okay with that. I'd be very okay with that. I'd be more than okay with that. That's an awesome match. What a way to... If you're going to bring Davey Vega back to AEW, even if it's for a one-off, do it at Absolution. The two longest reigning intense champs. Mm-hmm. Or so, here's something. Here's something. Daniels breaks Allison K's record. How long? How many years was that? Like two. Yeah, we're talking like Gauntlet for the Gold uh, 13. Yeah, literally Roughly. like another year. So... Baby steps. Let's see if he can break Vega's record. Vega also, he had another record that's not talked about. He had the most opponents for the title because he defended it in scrambles. Like every time? Almost every time. And then I think he also defended it a couple times outside of AIW. And I think one of them might have been a scramble too. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'd have to get the if I'd have to get the stats from either Vega himself if he remembers, or from uh, Wadsworth. Wadsworth is the stats man of AIW. Does not surprise me. Okay. K- keeping that in mind, and a, kind of a, a nice transition because when it comes to a record of holding the AIW Intense title, we have former Intense champion BJ Whitmer versus Dominic Greeny in a submit or surrender match. And the stipulation is that if Dom wins, BJ Whitmer is gone from AIW. Forever. Yes. But if BJ wins, Dom has to become BJ's, and I quote, young boy bitch, as he said. That was a thing that was said. Yes. Um, Dom explained basically the rules of this match to me. Mm -hmm. It's like an I quit match, but with submissions. Like, because usually you can't make someone tap out in an I quit match. Mm -hmm. Here you can. Okay. And obviously it's no disqualification and whatnot. So we have the Duke. The best wrestler. We got Duke money in this. Gonna bring back Nixon. <laughs> mm. I want to hear it. Duke. Nixon was awesome. No, no, I, I do, I do like Nixon. But as of right now, Duke is the only technically active member of Nixon in AIW. Eric Ryan. I mean, granted, I think he's for. I know he was away because of surgery or not surgery, but like just wanting more time off to heal from a lot of injuries. But this is the gauntlet we're talking about the night of two, so he could have potential of being in the gauntlet itself. But other than that, the other two members don't appear to be in AIW's good graces right now. So, And if we want to count uh, Dickinson. I was counting Dickinson. Who was I missing? Beverly. Oh, I forgot about Beverly. That's the problem. Of course, gauntlet, he could might technically be in it. He's He keeps coming out of re- in and out of wrestling. Like You don't hear much from him for a while, and then he pops back up wrestling. And it's like, oh, okay cool oh cool he's back yeah so i know he had a lot of issues before so hopefully he's got a lot of that figured out i know he's got a kid i think the last time i seen him was um ewo because uh, because we talked about batman versus superman because him being a big dc guy and a batman guy so like we always we talked about that yeah that was like last year wow that's that's been a year i saw him at pcw and i want to say september Mm-hmm. okay yeah last time i saw him he has not been at a show since then maybe that's the end of gauntlet nixon reforming there we go. Thank you, Worldwide. This this is a match I'm really looking forward to because I don't know how this is going to end because I can see reasons for both. I can see BJ Whitmer winning and Dom having to be his young boy. Is it, was there a term on it for like a year? or is Oh, uh, yeah, for a year. Okay. 
But then there's also, I could easily see B.J. Whitmer go away. It's literally, it could go either way. It's not like, oh, Green is winning, or oh, yeah. Whitmer's going to win. It's like, this is this can go either way. Mm-hmm. Like, you have no idea. Because usually it's kind of like, oh, he's probably winning. Literally, it's like, nope, no idea. Yeah, like, we'll if see. I... If I had to put money on the intense title match, Alex Daniels versus Sean Schultz, I'm going to put it on Alex Daniels. I, I see no reason why he shouldn't win. But this, it's like what I was, what we were saying is, I could see it going either way. I can think of easily what would happen in some of the shows coming going forward with Dom and with BJ. Like I think the whole young boy bitch thing that that has legs. But there's also yeah, the fact that would of, be an interesting storyline, especially because mm-hmm. it's a year. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting storyline just to see how it would play out. And then BJ Whitmer going away. It's professional wrestling. You know, it it happens all the time. Look at uh, Alex Shelley. I mean, he lost the match similar to that. Surprised he actually hasn't been back in the AIW, even though he was supposed to. <coughs> Asshole. But uh, I think he's actually ROH exclusive now. Now he's ROH exclusive, but he wasn't at that time. I see. I forget if they've talked about in public, but I know I've heard the stories. We're not going to share that on here. Yeah, we're not going to. We're not going to share. But I, I do know it sounded like they did want him to come back for something. It just didn't work out, and it was, yeah, it was just him kind of not wanting to play the game as as it is. It wasn't time to play the game. <laughs> Let, let's move on to the AIW tag team title match: Crazy Pain, the champions versus DJZ and Laredo Kid from Impact Wrestling. To Infinity and Beyond versus Ninja Elite Squad. The returning DJZ. The return, yes, the returning DJZ. Hopefully, Laredo Kid doesn't get too lost in um, in at the show. Um, hopefully, Jeff Jared kept him well in line. A lot of Little Caesars pizzas and Build a Bears, but <laughs> and cheap snacks. <laughs> Gotta get some cheap snacks. Yep, goes great with those cheap pops. But oh. uh, uh. I know, Caden, you're, you're really looking forward to, to Infinity and Beyond recapturing AIW Tag Team Gold once again. No. <laughs> Two title changes are going to happen. Intense title and the Tag Team Champions to, to Infinity and Beyond. Uh, to Infinity and Beyond, as long as they don't win, we're good. <laughs> and Josh Prohibition is going to retain his title. I honestly don't think so. No, I'm being sarcastic. I'm tr- trying to think because you, you didn't like at the... The last regular show when Josh won, but then again, it led to this. It makes sense. Yes, and I'm looking. F- it, it took that match and put a twist on it, and we'll, we'll definitely get to that. But the tag team title match, I'm gonna go on a limb and say this opens. Oh, that'd be interesting. Of of the matches that we have announced, the only one that I think is possible would be Daniels and Schultz. Yeah, because they wouldn't. They don't usually open with title matches, so it'd be interesting to have them open with something like that. I would not complain if they open with the tag title because that'd be a great way to open the show. With Crazy Pain, just actually, just everybody in this fucking match will will hype up the crowd, and it's a perfect way to start start the show. It's basically like opening with a scramble, pretty much, because you're gonna have Crazy Pain going off. The- going uh, over the top rope. You're going to have Laredo Kid and DJZ going off the top rope. You're going to have Ninja Lead Squad going over the top rope. And you're going to have Two Infinity and Beyond maybe going over the top rope too because they're going to have to keep up. Yeah, they're probably going to go over the top rope. Yeah, so it's... If not, they're going to go through the rope. <laughs> That's still this, this match is definitely going to be high energy. Freaking... That's just what this just screams to me. We've seen it a lot with Crazy Pain 
Uh, hopefully, Steve Payne does not die. We're, we're hoping. Um, again, because that, that's crazy stuff that he does. We, uh, DJZ and the Raider Kids, same thing. It's just the main thing I can say about this match is going to be insane. Oh, no, no. Excuse me. Loco. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> all the tag division for AIW the last couple months, all the tag matches have been stealing the show recently. The tag matches have been nuts. So this is probably going to be match of the night, in my opinion. Hmm, match of the night. On paper, I think it's going to be up there. Top three or four. And the other matches are the ones that we haven't announced yet, or we haven't talked about yet, I think are up there too, not counting the gauntlet. Yeah, Gauntlet's kind of just like a given because it's just fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's move on to this this big name match. The the Battle of the Podcasts. Podcasts. Oh, wait. Someone quit theirs. All, all Ego Ethan Page versus Colt Cabana. This is something that I didn't know I needed. This match is going to be amazing. Colt always puts on hilarious matches in AIW. And... I think Ethan Page has become more and more flexible. Like he's, he always seems to be willing to do whatever it takes. Like we've seen demonic-ish. Not, I mean, not, I don't say demonic. Cause I feel like there's more demonic wrestlers out there. But we've seen evil Ethan Page. Fireball Ethan Page. Yeah, we've seen good, lovable key Ethan Page. We've seen cocky Ethan Page with with Sleazy. Which, granted, he's always cocky, but just original. I remember you remember him coming out to. Kanye West and his little kind of dance he had as he came out. Yep. So, I mean, there was that aspect. Now, he's really adding to it. Like, the match he had with Alex Daniels and everything that went with that. Uh, the, the fan that was singled out, a, a little kid, would have been you five, would have been you five years ago. Picking on the kid. <laughs> and, you know, Ethan Page kind of came in there as a hero, and he still was still able to do some comedy spots. Oh, even his match with uh, Brian Cage. Yeah, I forgot they did do some comedy stuff in there. Yeah, especially the end, too, where they're doing the pose-off. Where he's, like, Ethan Page, like, I love Ethan Page. He's a, a huge goofball, and that's one of the reasons why I love him. And I think he's going to get to display it here. And it'll be curious to see what Colt Cabana we see, because with everything going on in Ring of Honor, he has said that he's kind of likes to experiment with some of that on other shows. And I think that's, like, the last one of the last matches he did in AIW was more... I think was it was it against Josh? Was it against no? It wasn't against Josh, was it? It was Cross. Cross. Yeah, he put a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think about it. Yeah, he did put a little bit of more comedy into it, and uh, not comedy, but more because he always put comedy, more heel into it. Because that's when uh, Matt Cross Grandma first. I can't say first came into play, but before the match versus Greg became over. Yeah. So this is a match I'm definitely looking forward to. For comedy purposes alone. But the thing is, Colt can really wrestle, too. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get that, Colt? Who's going to sell the most merch? Colt Cabana or Ethan Page? Colt. Yeah, I think it's not fair. It's Colt. <laughs> Sorry, Ethan. Now, if the Young Bucks were here, who's going to sell more? The Bucks are going to sell six merch tables. <laughs> yeah. And let's move on to the match with the special guest. Scott Flash Norton versus the bad boy Joey Janela. I feel like this match is a precursor to Joey Janela's spring break, which I want to go to, but that midnight start time, I'm very afraid of. Because we are talking about independent wrestling, where shows don't start on time, and I have to be up the next morning for WrestleCon first thing. So... Uh, wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you said 7.30 bell time for the show. We're going to move that closer to 8. 
Well, it's AEW. I'm talking about Joey Janela's Spring Break. Yeah, I know. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Continuing on the subject of indies. Yeah, so I like everything that I've been hearing and seeing from Joey Janela. I, I was listening to Sam Roberts' podcast today, and he actually mentioned Joey Janela at the end. He was like, oh, how I, like he mentioned about getting him on. And to me, that goes like, oh, this guy, he's starting to blow up. And I think the uh, documentary by Kenny Johnson was amazing. But then again, he always puts on really good documentaries. Game Evolves documentary guy. He put that's, on that's, he put on a great documentary that somebody was in. Uh, uh, oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know which one you're referring to. I mean, technically, we're AW fans, and he has shown up in AW a lot, so we're technically in a lot of them. Like, I know the, we can be seen, I think, in the Donst one, Page one, <laughs> Women's much Wrestling any one. Any AW one. Veda Scott one. Anyone that was filmed at AIW. Pretty much. But I love everything going on with him. And AIW loves bringing in WCW wrestlers. I almost think they have a, a checklist of NWO members. And they're just checking them off. Just, <laughs> one day. Leonard Bibbs will be excited. Mandatory Leonard Bibbs reference in the podcast. Got to make at least one. Yep. That's that's the new thing we've done. Technically, this will be the quote third if I count the, the double zero episode. And they've all had a Leonard Bibbs reference. That's amazing. But the, you got the Scott Flash Norton. I have, I don't know what to expect from this match. I just know Janela is insane, and... He's going to do something stupid. And I'm thinking Norton's going to go crazy. Like, I mean, not like crazy crazy, but just beating him up crazy. Yeah, this match is going to be fun. I'm really excited for it. One, because it's Scott Norton, mm-hmm. and two, because it's Joey Janela. And it's been a year officially since Janela debuted in AIW. When did he debut? Gauntlet last year. Was it in the gauntlet, or was it a match? Nope, he had that four-way match. Cedric, Gargano, Gwyndon, and Joey. Two were in WWE. That's kind of cool. But, I mean, I got nothing else to say about this match. I'm low expectations, but not in a bad way. Just like like I said of how each wrestler is going to be. And I think that's that's my, I should say, that's my expectations. I, I'm not expecting crazy You're not things. not expecting Norton to do like a 630. <laughs> what if? What if Norton does a Canadian Destroyer? I I would not be surprised. We've had Buff Bagwell do a Canadian Destroyer Day IW that's, before, so. And that's why I mentioned it. And Joey Janela, you know, he'd be like, sure, let's do it. Sure, just hit a Canadian Destroyer on me. Hit, hit me with a burning hammer, because burning hammers are awesome. And let's get into the, if you want to call it, co-main event of the evening, the title match of the evening, the AW Absolute Championship being put on the line, Josh Prohibition versus... I don't have the graphic up, so his name's blank. Tracy Tracy Williams, a bunch of names came in my head when I said Williams. But, but let's try that again. Josh Prohibition versus Tracy Williams versus Tim Donst for the AIW Absolute Championship. And if Tim Donst does not win, then he is blocked from a AIW Absolute title match for a year. But he's big match Donst. you got to win that belt. There's a lot that can happen within the next year i have a couple predictions i've kind of talked about some of them my big thing is i don't know if it's going to be j pro winning it or whether we're going to see tracy williams become the new aiw absolute champion and if i had to put money on what's going to happen or what what i want more it's tracy williams i am with you on that one just because of last month too he really needs the belt. And I kind of figured if you're going to have Josh Prohibition win the championship, 
like he's he'd have to drop it to somebody that it makes sense to some someone younger and i feel like with a lot of his opponents it's just been like okay like j pro is going to definitely win we're going to keep going with this and I, i'm actually surprised it's gone this long i mean there's it's, a couple i thought of like okay here's where he drops them yeah well we thought that's the last show and but i could easily see williams losing and that be a driving force to either maybe win the jaylet but where would that leave Dons though well, we, we discussed this, too. If we're going to discuss this, this is my opinion of what could or might happen. I don't I, I would say he might be in jail it and he could lose. And we're talking about a bad man, Tim Donst. We're talking about pissed off Tim Donst. And you know what? He's been this way. If he could put a date on it, absolution 10, he might have beaten the man. But the man kicked his ass after the match and left him in the middle of the ring. And I'm talking about Nick fucking Gage versus Tim Donst, the rematch, two years later at Absolution 12. This is kind of a given that's going to happen eventually. It's just a matter of when. That's why I... I, Just my idea of if this is how it would go, we know when Gage is coming back to wrestling. And if I'm correct... June 7th, isn't it? I was about to say June. Abso is normally beginning of July, beginning to mid-July. So he's going to be back wrestling by absolution. Okay. Um, still, he could be put in a match after, after, after he, quote, comes back and, and be ready for AIW. Because they don't need a lot of build for it. Just say... It's basically been built already. Yeah. Monster has been bringing it up and bringing it up and bringing it up. It's for, for a year. going to happen. Yep. Um... Don's promo for Absolution brought it up, and there's been references subtle since then. How this is how I would like to see it happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen this way. It's just if I want to add excitement to it, is you have what I mentioned where like Don's goes crazy and he basically challenges Nick Gage, or even go go backwards a little bit. He just goes crazy. He's pissed off, and all of a sudden that Metallica song hits, that gong, and everybody's. Everybody goes crazy, and it's going to be reminiscent of Jay Lit two years ago when we had the face-off between them, and that's where the match was made. And they could do the same thing, but granted, it's been the kind of, I, I think Gage isn't making, isn't doing anything until he officially comes back. So I think he wants his comeback to be with CZW, if I'm correct. Nope. That's what, Game changer. What? Game changer wrestling. Okay, I couldn't remember. Whatever it was, like, it's, it's pens- like, everybody's like, th- like, this is his return, whatever it was. So he's coming back then. I don't think he's doing anything beforehand. Even if it's just, even it's just coming into AIW and challenging Donst. He could always do that via promo. Exactly. Like after he returns. I was thinking, that, that's what I was thinking. He, he kind of challenges him. Well, Donst challenges Gage. And then all of a sudden we see a promo on YouTube in mid-June. Nick Gage accepting. It reminds me a little bit of, ironically enough, another Donst match. Donst for Sutter. Come yeah, to think of it, Donst has, Donst has a really good history of setting up his his match at Absolution at J-Lit. Uh, uh, how many has it been? Uh, well, there's two that I could just think of right now of a Gage and Hod Hutter. If you want to go back to the first J-Lit tournament, he won that four-way match on day two to get a title shot at Abso. Did, did he? Yep. I have to really jog my memory on that J-Lit. Because, okay, Eric Ryan won. Eric won the belt. 
Dons was non-tournament one like a random four-way match. Okay. I think it was okay. And then here, let me get the results here real quick. Oh no, 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 no yeah. Eric Ryan was a champion because he won Jaylit. It was, it was supposed to be a triple threat turned into Fatal Four. Because Zima returned. Yes. After Eric got him out for months and months mm-hmm. and months. But yeah, that's just another one. If you want to add into Don setting up his match at Jaylit. Mm-hmm. Uh, has he done any other ones? Not that I can think of. I'd have to like replay a lot of the Jaylits in my memory. Who do you yeah, go I'm against, trying to remember now. Who do you go against Abso last year? Last year was Row. Was that set up a Jaylit? I do not believe so. Anyway, we we spent a lot of a lot of time on just that aspect of it. Just I, thinking anything yeah. like that could be possible. Let's let's move into the main event. Let's move into the Gauntlet match. And we'll start with predictions here. Who do you think is going to win? Now, I don't remember who um, I said was going to win on the, the end of the year episode with Dustin and Peyton. But if I had to pick somebody to win, hmm, I'll go ballsy. I'll say Daniels. That's one of my picks, but another one for me is Lyndon. I think this is his year. <laughs> Calm down, Reese. Hey, Lyndon's good. Oh, no, I like Lyndon. I love Lyndon. His final four last year. Yeah. I mean, let's see if I can pull the poster up real quick. People who are pictured in cartoon form, but not in a match. Dick Justice being one of them. Weird World's also on there. Yep. And uh, Lyndon, those are the only people pitch, unless Raylan and uh, Marty Bell are also in a match. But I think they're just there with Alex Daniels. See, Alex Daniels is in the center. If you want to go the people that go like really crazy conspiracy theory wise on how a poster is, hey, Alex Daniels is front and center. Well, not front and center. I was thinking center. about that. But that's that's kind of my pick. Or if Hot Sauce doesn't win. Comes in late in Gauntlet and wins. If he doesn't win the title, there yeah, we go. yeah, because we always end the night with the with the Gauntlet. We could easily see Hot Sauce come, and then, well, if does that mean he would he would face J Pro or Donst? Which I mean, my honest thing, which I, I forgot to mention this earlier, is I mean, I think Williams is going to win, but if we want to talk about Jaylet, I think Donst wins Jaylet. It's something screws over the entire no title shot for a year. I don't know. They could play it as okay. Well, even though you won, you can't cash it in until Gauntlet next year. So you literally have three shows where you can use it. Pretty much. Gauntlet, whatever the rap show would be. Up and smoke. Or... Calling it right now. Up and smoke. I think next year's the twentieth. Is it? I thought it was. Oh boy. March 20th will be a Friday next year. I'm calling it right now, Up in Smoke. But then again, I thought when we had the, sh- the show a couple years ago, I think, I actually can't remember which one it was. It fell on the 26th of December. I thought the greatest show name would have been Wrestling Day. Now, not to be confused with National Pro Wrestling Day, which might have been the reason why they didn't do it, it actually goes with that day is considered, in different countries, Boxing Day. That's exactly the reason. That'd be perfect. That would be perfect, but they probably didn't do it because of maybe National Pro Wrestling Day, or I think that might have been the year that we did uh, Keep the Change, You Filthy Animals. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, so... With the best I, poster of all time. Yes. 
I think that's why they didn't, but just me and my brain working. So next year, up in smoke, calling it right now. Thorn, make that happen. <laughs> so I'm picking, if I pick two, I'm going to say, oh, who the fucking first person I said? Daniels. Daniels, thank you. If it's going to be somebody else, I'll actually say Janella. That's an interesting one. Yeah. All right, because I pretty much already said my picks. It's Linden or Hot Sauce. Okay. I do agree with Daniel, though. Mm. I do very much agree with that. So let's go through these matches one more time and pick winners of who we think is going to win. <clears throat> let's start with let's start with the match that we think is going to open up the show, the AIW Tag Team Title Match, Crazy Pain versus DJZ and Laredo Kid versus Two Infinity and Beyond versus the Ninja Elite Squad, NES. Uh, I, I, I think the champions retain. They are definitely going to retain. Not losing them yet. The AIW intense title match, Alex Daniels versus Sean Schultz. If I have said that I think Alex Daniels is going to break the record, I'm going to keep it that Alex Daniels wins. Um, here, I don't want this, but <laughs> I think Schultz wins, Daniels <laughs> wins Gauntlet. <laughs> I think I might keep that as a soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> you think Schultz is going to win. Okay. Hornswoggle. Or Swoggle versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, Who do you think is going to win? I'm going to say Swoggle. Swoggle? Okay. I think Eddie fucking Kingston. How's he going to win? Murder? I think he's going to go Dan Severn on his ass. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. BJ Whitmer versus Dominic Greeny. Submit or surrender. I'm going to go. I'm going to go BJ. Greeny. Okay. All Ego, Ethan Page versus Boom Boom, Colt Cabana. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Page. Uh, I don't know Cabana's win-loss record in AIW, but I'm going to go... I don't think it's the best. I'm going to go Colt Cabana. You bring up his win-loss record. He doesn't need to win. He is Colt Cabana. He's always entertaining. Now, I'm wondering, is it going to get the almost usual Colt Cabana spot on the card, which is the match right before intermission? Yeah, that's true. Like... Always right before. I think I've only seen it like once or twice where it's not. But other than that, almost every time it's right before intermission. And that's weird. Yeah, because I can't recall any time it's been after. Rare. Very. I think, did he get a title Did he get a title match at all? Years ago, I think he got one. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's been a while. We'd have to have someone look it up. We need, we need a stats guy for that. But normally that's the, the Colt Cabana spot if he's working AIW. And we got... Scott Flash Norton versus the bad boy Joey Janela. Uh, I I'll go Scott Norton. I say Janela, and he's the one that ends. If Schultz doesn't, Janela ends Daniel's title reign. Yeah, I've wondered if we were going to get back to that because we we kind of mentioned it. If Alex and Joey were available, like that would be a perfect way to reintroduce No Strings Attached versus Joey Janela, and then obviously you throw in Tommy Ford in there too. Because they've done, what, one match? I thought it was. I thought it was one match at some point last year, I know. It was at Gargano show. Mm, yes. And besides I, that, I don't think they've wrestled each other with any other promotion. But I say Scott Norton could win, especially if Joey Janela wins the gauntlet. Yeah, this is another one now that you're talking about. It really could go either way, like mm -hmm. storyline-wise and such. It could go, like, both ways. And the AIW Absolute Championship match, we have Josh Prohibition versus Tracy Williams versus Tim Donst. New champion, Tracy Williams. 
place goes nuts. I say prohibition retains for one more month. Okay. But still, we're kind of in agreements that Tim Don's does not get a title shot for a year. That would be pointless because if he would win that whole stipulation, be like, oh, yeah, whatever. The stipulation was literally just pointless. It depends because I've, I've actually heard another wrestling organization do it where I don't remember who I was watching where it was like they couldn't get a title match, but they won something that allowed them. It's like, well, you can't have that until the first thing ends. So he wins. He could easily win Jaylet, but then you have Wadsworth come out like, well, you know, that does allow you to have a championship match at any time, but you had already lost that right. So just because you have this, it doesn't mean you're going to get it. You have to wait, which would be kind of funny, where he, he could turn it into what we always wanted to see at WrestleMania, where someone just calls their shot like Kennedy said he was going to, or like, okay, I'm going to be at Gauntlet for the Gold next year. The champion faces me. I don't care who it is. Yeah, because we have not seen that from anyone. So, one Jay Witt. Yeah. And then he could, he could technically do it instantly, so he doesn't have to carry around the trophy, which I don't think anybody really has. Alexander. Yeah, he did. He did. Cashing it in at Abso. I think everybody expects it to cash in at Abso because some of the best cash-ins have happened at Abso. Ethan, Ethan Page was probably one of my favorites. Has there been any other cash-ins? Uh, technically, the first one led to Abso as the champion. Yeah, that's true. Um, I thought there was another. I could be wrong, though. No, I think Paige is the only one. Okay. But I think maybe because we had, it was the second one, and that followed off the heels of the year before. And I think, yeah. And Elgin didn't cash in his at all. Only person that has not. I think it was just because of the whole, the whole ROH and Visa issues, so that kind of really screwed up, screwed us on that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Poor Elgin. Anyway, that what that'll about do it for us for the preview and technically a review. You know, preview of Gauntlet for the Gold 12, which is, well, tonight, March 24th, a 7.30 bell time at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. Please come out in to this wonderful show. We want to be there to show some sort of support for Chandler Big and at the same time show support for AAW in an absolute, no pun intended, great show. Like usual. So before we go, do you have any uh, final thoughts or last-minute plugs? Throw out my plug for Twitter here, at KVR216. On Twitter and Instagram? Uh, yeah, we'll throw the Instagram plug out there, too. It is at KVR216 for mm-hmm. pretty much everything, social media, YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everything. And then the other podcast you're a part of. At Weekly W Podcast on Twitter. Give them a follow. They're cool. I think they follow Wrestling Cheers. I think they do. Probably did. And of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330. You can find this show at Wrestling Cheers on Twitter, where myself and Caden will be killing it with results. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed GNO, like I had mentioned, because part of us killing it too, we had a lot more pictures and I was making a lot more gifts on the fly. And I think some of those, especially the one with um, Baszler and AK, was was absolutely great it's amazing and, and um there's a couple more that i know that got retweeted a lot and it, i think those are going to be instant hits so we're gonna i'm gonna definitely try to do it again because you have the technology on your phone to do that i don't <laughs> i have a newer phone <laughs> I, I have an older phone that doesn't allow me to do that 
because it doesn't like me. <laughs> well, I recently upgraded my phone, so I'll, I think GNO was the first time I really got to play with all that. Like, I did a little bit at NXT, but we didn't tweet stuff out, so just kind of playing with it and getting, especially just seeing how it works. Yeah, and I, th- I thought about it later. I always forget that GNO attracts a bigger audience online. And I don't mean, I mean, a lot of people came to us, but at the same time, one of the biggest tweeters for results was there for a women's show, uh, Dave Muscarella. And then I think PW Ponderings, they got their results from Reese, who works for them. So, Which is pretty cool. I mean, our results were better. We had a lot more pictures. Just saying. Two people taking pictures. Yeah. Sitting front row. Mm-hmm. So that will do it for us. We will catch you, hopefully, at Gauntlet for the gold. And if not... I'm going to have to do a mad scramble the week that I come back from WrestleMania because we will have to not only talk about this show, but we'll have another show coming up that weekend, too, with students. So looking forward to that one. So that will do it for us. Thank you for listening, and uh, thank you for listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, and we're going to throw streamers. Later. (laughs) Later.